Hello, this is Heidi, dorsetbiznews.co.uk for the Fun Friday 20 Questions. And I am with the charismatic, <laughs> enigmatic, gorgeous what? Lex McKee. He told me to say that, by the way. Lex McKee. That's like turning into, um, it's just a step to the left. Is it a jump to the left or a step to the right? Jump to the left, step to the right. Step to the right. Or is hands, it step to the left, jump to the right? I don't hands know. on your hips. Get your knees in tight. And let's ask some questions. Otherwise, <laughs> we could be in trouble. So, Lex, what is your favourite TV show? You're talking to the guy that when he takes a tin lid off with our can opener, plays with it like a Star Trek ship. <laughs> the Enterprise, because it so looks like it. But it's actually Star Trek Discovery. If you um, are catching the new series, it's like Star Trek grown up a bit more. I think Star Trek was always good at looking at difficult subjects and putting it in the science fiction possibility. But Star Trek Discovery, gritty, rebellious, I like it. Is Spock Star Trek? Is he in Star Trek Discovery? He's not in Star Trek Discovery because this is in a different place and a different era. But Spock, Star Trek. He is Star Trek, really, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's got my favourite F word of all time. Can we talk about my favourite F word of all time? We can, yeah. What's your favourite F word of all time? Thank you, Heidi. Do you remember when you beamed down to the planet in the original Star Trek? Yes. And if you were wearing a red top, do you know what happened next? No. He's dead, Jim. I'm a doctor. Not a miracle worker. Yeah, that was security. You were you were guaranteed to be killed by something as they beamed down to the planet. So there's um, Bones with his biddly biddly machine. And He's dead, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a miracle worker. Kirk would be going, faces on stuns, shoot to kill. And Spocky, if they left him at home, sometimes he went down, but sometimes he was up there with a the big screen television. And they've yeah. got 500 of the crew there. And he'd look at the disastrous thing and he'd go, Jim... Really? Yeah. Oh. Fascinating. So, f is your favourite F word? Fascinating, yes. Because if you say fascinating when things go wrong, which they do in life, that keeps you learning, keeps you switched on. Hmm. It's a fascinating fact. It is a fascinating fact. Um, Who would you like to share a car with? Peter Gabriel, if you're listening to this broadcast. Kate Bush and Suzanne Vega. I'd like to share a car with you because you're excellent, exquisite storytellers in song. You love your music, don't you? I love my music. I love everything I do is music. Um, so, what is the best bit of your job? Seeing people's eyes light up when I open doorways to much bigger vision of what's possible. Um, I think when we did your show, Heidi, you were talking about seeing people get in the, in the way of themselves, their own behaviours, yeah. blocking their potential. You know, when you, when you teach things with accelerated learning, it's amazing the sense of potential that people realise and then the actual realisation of that potential that they walk away from that learning experience with. And it is a twinkle in the eye. They might come in carrying a burden. You know, we don't go to any meeting clean. We carry stuff with us. And as they let go of those burdens and realise that there is a giant universe out there which they have a part to play in, that is an utter privilege. Yeah. So important, I think. You know, people coming in and being able to release that and see, see that. And sometimes for the first time. 
It's, it's, it's so easy because I teach memory skills, so I can show people they've got an amazing memory with the right tools. I teach speed reading, they can see their speed double mm. and their comprehension go up. There's evidence. Yeah. So some of my programs, I teach cho- uh, touch typing in two hours with chocolates. That's the voice of temptation. Though. <laughs> if you're a hunt and pecker, come from the school of Messrs. Hunt and Peck, and you want to six times your typing speed and eat chocolate while you learn... That's just a bit of temptation there. Mm. The worst bit of your job? Paperwork. Mm. You hate paperwork? Can't stand it. For me, it's like shutting the door after the horse has bolted. It's all past, isn't it? All your expenses and your accounts and things like that. That was so yesterday or last year. (laughs) (laughs) You're not up with your accounts, Lex? I have friends who look after me because I need responsible adults in my life. (laughs) <laughs> yeah administration it's a bit boring isn't it it is yes um but necessary but necessary very necessary otherwise you get yourself in a mess administrators out there we love you yeah and vas we VAs. love you oh, I love charlotte <laughs> who was your childhood hero you see i grew up with natural history in dorking beautiful parkland and uh, the common Oak trees, deer, all these things. So you might think that Sir David Attenborough would be my hero, but he was too posh. Love what he's done, but he's a bit posh for me. I liked the man that liked bog moss, David Bellamy. <laughs> this is the guy that gets excited by Here we are with this luxuriant growth of bog moss. He's like a lovely plant. He just fired me up for botany, and I wanted to be a botanist with a beard that you could hide badgers in. There you go. Do it again. That was a great impression. Please David do it again. Bellamy, I'll do the whole rest of the show in the style of David Bellamy because you can never have enough enthusiasm about bog moss. <laughs> Is bog moss your favourite smell? Well, actually, I do like that fresh rain on soil and things like that. Oh. But during these dreadful times, and, you know, it's traditional for us now to drop the COVID word into every show because you then know when it was recorded. I've, I've been working alongside a company called Scent Air that influence customers' behaviours through scent. And they've done some really interesting work on what is the scent of cleanliness. Oh. So for me, it's citrus, lime, hints of the ocean, which means a tiny amount of eucalyptus, lavender and rosemary. Frankly, though, anything, and here is the commercial spot, from the Botanical Candle Company in Shaftesbury. They light my candle. Mm. So why the Botanical Candle Company in particular? Because it's fun. The sparky. You know, you go into a shop and they go, how can I help you? And you can tell that people don't want to work there. Not so the Botanical Candle Company in Shaftesbury. You go in there, even with all the screens and all the protection that's going on at the moment. It's just like, hello. (laughs) What would you like to sniff? I think we should all pay a visit. Yes. And Shaftesbury's lovely, so. Yeah, it is. Um, what's your favourite place in I should, Dorset? I should be going. Why? No, you've lost me. That's Gold Hill in Shaftesbury. Oh, this is as good today. Is oh, this really? Been? Yes. I didn't oh, know really? that. Really? Yeah. It's a bike at the top and a big loaf of bread. But I'm going to go for <laughs> Bridport, Colmas Hill. Um, when I grew up, when I grew up, who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hasn't happened yet. 
<laughs> in the process of the years passing by, in the early part of that process, as a child, I was um, enchanted by Elidor and the Moon of Gomrath and the Owl Service by a great children's author called Alan Garner. And when I look at Colmus Hill with its iconic shape with the pines at the top, it's magic to me. There's magic there. So Colmus Hill in Bridport. Lovely. I've never been there. It, it's it's an easy climb. There's yeah. a wonderful little retail bit at the bottom. It's part of a, the Simmonsbury, I think. The Simmons or Simmons Estate. They've got a gorgeous cafe and all that sort of stuff. When this stuff is open, it's a day out. There's a goats and chickens and things and oh. Oh, I love it oh love well it. when Covid's over and everything's open we'll take a trip we'll do a road trip we'll yes. do a video um so uh, what advice would you give someone starting out on their career find the your ikigai ikigai is this one we talked about it in our show didn't we it's this fusion it's it's reputed to be the force behind the longevity of people who uh, live in Okinawa, who are particularly healthy into a long old age. Um, and they say it's because they found their ikigai, which is the intersection of four zones. Zone one is something that you love. So you said you love music, Lex. I do love my music. Mm. Something that you love. What the world sustainably needs. Does it need music? Maybe. What people will pay for, people at the moment won't pay for my music, so that's not my ikigai. And what you're really good at, so what I think I'm really good at, is listening to people and explaining things in a clearer way. Will people pay for that? Yes. Does the world need good education? Yes. Absolutely. And I love it because two teachers changed my life. So find that mix of what you love, what the world needs, what people will pay for, and what you're really good at. Are you prepared to say... Which teachers change your life and yes, why? Yes, um, and both not in teaching anymore. So I know you threw a wobbly about education mm. when we did our first show, but um, it, Barbara McKeek was this goddess of storytelling when I was at little school. And um, all my friends who remember her, remember her and her, her elegance. She wore beautiful scarves and things. And Friday afternoons where you were allowed to put your head down on the desk on your arms. She would just tell stories in a way you go, wow. And she died of cancer. You know, robbed. Yeah. The the, the education system was robbed. But I saw through Barbara, teaching is a vocation, not a job. If you're doing teaching as a job just to make money, get out of teaching. Yeah. It's not your icky guy. It's a calling. I would teach if I don't get paid for it. I teach and I don't get paid for it. Mm. You know, because it's that spark seeing things and then Joe Rayner was this amazing guy and I probably shouldn't say this on air but he was a naughty man he was great <laughs> I was the only student in the sixth form for the subjects I was doing botany and zoology so we went on a field trip I can't tell you this to Dorset I can't tell you that he did a handbrake turn in the school minibus on a cliff top <laughs> just to see the look on the faces of the lower sixth was one of my happiest memories ever and I caught that glint in his eye before he did it. He sounds great. He's no longer a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a reason? He got promoted to the point where he wasn't teaching anymore. Um, and this is what happens in the school system. So you come in with this passion to change children's lives. You yeah. change children's lives. You're so good at it, they go, be head of department. And suddenly you're back to the thing I li- like least about my work, paperwork. Yeah. 
So he wasn't teaching anymore. He became a photocopy salesman. Oh, gosh. You're so right about teaching, though. Teachers have such a passion for it. The majority do. Um, But they have their hands tied in so many ways. So much bureaucracy and being taught to teach in one way when they would prefer to be teaching in another. And, um, yeah. They need to be themselves, don't they? Yeah, yeah. We We had a chemistry teacher called Mr Hill. And it was a great name for him because he was as tall as Congress Hill. He was like almost seven foot tall in my imagination. We were tiny when we first went to secondary school. He would literally go up the flights of stairs in two steps. This guy had one eye. The other eye he'd lost in a chemistry accident. Oh, oh dear. So the very first lesson we had in chemistry, he kind of squinted round at us. He had, his eyesight was terrible. they go, boys, back of the room. We went to the back of the room. And there was a galvanised bucket with water in it. He said, stand back. We stood back. He got tongs out and a lump of sodium. Dropped this sodium in the bucket and took out part of the ceiling. <laughs> and like we're going, we do chemistry. This is boys' school. Come on. We've got to blow up things. And he <laughs> switched me on to chemistry. It's just yeah. like, yeah. And you I remember wanna, it. I want to keep both eyes if I can, but my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Some teachers can be really inspirational and a massive have a massive impact on your life, can't they? And others can have a have a detrimental impact too. But mostly I'd like to think a good impact. Yes. Yes, maybe we'll weed them out. Perhaps we'll have a yes. purge. Maybe Stop fox should. hunting, start teacher hunting. <laughs> yes, if you're not a vocational teacher, we're going to find you. <laughs> so Lex, I know I can see from the surroundings <laughs> that you love music. I have to say everybody, Lex has got the most amazing setup. It's like what is it like? It's got CDs everywhere. He just loves music. Amazing equipment with <laughs> microphones and desks and screens and it's speakers. And yeah, it's amazing. I, I'm amazed that you can see that from such a safe distance. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> we are two metres apart, yes. aren't we? But we're so close in so it. many other ways. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so I, I know you love music because I can see it in your surroundings. So... Do you have a favourite piece of music? Well, my favourite piece is In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. That's my song. Um, I'm really enjoying, uh, I think they're an Austrian band or Swiss band called Gotthard. Gotthard, I'm probably mispronouncing that. There's a song they call Master of Illusion, which is one of the best build-ups ever. Grit. And a great parable for those who haven't reconciled themselves with what Carl Jung called The Shadow. Tell me more. The shadow is that bit that you judge other people for. I'm going, oh, I would never do that. And then you find yourself doing that. Oh, yeah, I've done so that the, a few the, times. the darkest part of you that you're not yet reconciled. It's, it's Jekyll and Hyde. Was it Dr. Jekyll? Dr. Jekyll mm. and Mr. Hyde. Mm. So it's your Mr. Hyde. Oh. But it's not all bad. So in your shadow, mm. I'm beginning to recognise, as in my shadow, there's a lot of anger. <laughs> and actually, anger, I can't believe I said actually. You've got people who say actually all the time, actually, yeah. Um, actually, that anger is a force for good if steered. It's an energy force, it's a battery. Yes. It's not always a negative. No, so that's why I like hard rock. Um, you know, if I want a real good laugh, I listen to Ramstein. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to laugh listening to them. Repstein. Ramstein. Ramstein. Never heard of them. Oh, I'm about to corrupt another youth. 
There's this wonderful thing, it's like your frog that you've got for your time management. It goes, do hust, do hust, Mitch, do hust, Mitch, my frog. I do like a bit of soft rock, and Gotthard no, sounds like soft rock. This is not soft rock. So that's, uh, that's Gotthard really... isn't. No, no. Um, well, they're pretty hard as well, but Ramstein oh. is just like, don't show it to your children. Really? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, it's not for good Christian me. people. Yeah. yeah. But my first record was 10cc Rubber Bullets. Do you remember that one? I don't. Load up, load up, load up your rubber bullets. No, I've never heard it. Oh, so What year was that? Oh, no, Do you know? Are no, you no, allowed no, to say? No, 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 no. It was probably the 76 something. Yeah. Because you were a bit younger. Yes, you were a bubby. And I had good friends at school, and I said, I really like this song. And they said, oh, Rubber Johnnies. <laughs> and I said, is that what it's called? They said, yes, go and ask for Rubber Johnnies. So I walked into the record store and asked for, can I have 10cc Rubber Johnnies, please? <laughs> Which they all found hilarious. I had no idea what the joke was. <laughs> just like... As they fell about laughing in the background. Like some friends you don't need, do you? <laughs> um, what qualities... Would you look for in a new employee? Ooh. A hunger. Hunger and humility. Humility to realise they've got so much to learn. When I was 18, I knew everything. Life was so cool because everybody else was an idiot. As I got to 19 and then 20 and the clock started racing, I realised I knew nothing. I had no experience compared with the wealth that life had to offer. So I became hungrier and hungrier to learn. I think skills can be mm. taught. Attitude has to be caught from a master of enthusiasm. You know, like the teachers we talked about, the teachers that switched yeah. us on to those subjects. Um, mm. And I know you talk about curiosity, don't you, as well? It's a creative force. That. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just... Some people call it nosy. I'm just fascinated by people. Everybody's got a great story. Everybody's got a book in them. You just need to ask yeah. the right question and give them permission to shine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've just talked about anger, not always being a <laughs> negative thing, but what makes you angry? People who really act, and it is back to the behaviour thing, which I think you said in your show, it's behaviours that suggest nobody else matters. Mm. So that neighbour that leaves the outside lights on all night, shining into the children's bedrooms of another neighbour, and that's something that happens in our neighbourhood, probably innocently, but they are part of one ecosystem, and so it destroys those kids' night's sleep. And next day they're cranky kids, they wind up their parents, their parents snap at a customer, and so it goes on. We are vitally connected. Leonardo da Vinci is reputed with saying everything is connected to everything else. If I show you kindness, it's quite likely that eventually that kindness will spill over into somebody else's life. But if I cut mm. you up when I'm driving without indicating, and then when you give me a bit of feedback using multi-sensory communication, <laughs> you get the idea, mm -hmm. and I give you a mouthful, da, 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 it's a spiral to the bottom. It's a bit like cutting your prices when you start out in business. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't be a race to the bottom. Be a race to that higher ground. So recognise that I can be an absolute blessing to your life and what a privilege and what a noble quest in life. And that's something I want to shine up the armour, bash out the dents and be the best version of myself that I can be. I think I'm going to be sick now. That was just, just so nice, wasn't it? It was amazing. <laughs> totally agree with everything you just said. Sincerely. 
Um, what is your favourite food? My grandfather on my dad's side was born in India. Really? And he enforced strong curries on my dad. He wasn't a very nice man, apparently, but mm. we developed, I think it's now in our DNA, a hunger for spice. Really? The spice must flow. So you would eat really hot curries? For breakfast. Would you? I am Lister from Red Dwarf. <laughs> Eye-wateringly <laughs> spicy. No. Actually, I like the flavour. So if it's too hot, it, for me, it spoils it. But mm. one of the best restaurants I ever went to was a vegetarian Indian restaurant in Hampstead, I think it was. And oh. just I've never tasted so many amazing flavours. And it wasn't about the heat. It was about the combination of spices, yeah. herbs and spices. Yeah, I do like a good curry. Um, pudding. What's a pudding for you? Now, there's two choices. Steamed <laughs> sponge pudding or a plate of melon, or you can choose your own. Well, you got out of that one well, didn't you? Because I was going to have a huffy fit there. <laughs> Steamed sponge pudding and custard or a plate of melon. There is no choice there. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. What would be your pudding of choice? We used to have harvest pies. What's that? I'm trying to think what they, the brand. They probably weren't any good for you. It's like a sugar rush. But they had an apple and black currant pie. Oh. And they were, I think it was Mr. Kipling's. They, they were big things for an individual serving. And they were the business. I wonder if you can still get them. I'm not quite so big know. on the sugar now. I have to look for them. But that, my mouth is literally watering, remembering the tartness of the black currant. Oh, lovely. Mm. Have to see if you can find them. Mm. Uh, name the best thing about living and working in Dorset. People who make eye contact and who, when you say hello to them, they reply. I love that. Mm. My first experience of Dorset wasn't that. I came down that beautiful train journey across the estuary and there were egrets. I've never seen egrets in England before. I leap off my seat. I go, egrets! As if everybody else on the train has never seen an egret. Got some feedback from the other people on the train. You know that sort of tumbleweed thing? <laughs> I do. So I learned that they were probably tourists. And then when I actually got to meet some of the people who live in Dorset long enough to slow down the pace of life and mm. up the quality of engagement, I realised this is a yeah. good place to live. Where were you before? Dorking. I like to keep sort oh, okay. of a bit, of, bit of poetry there. Dorking, to the Dorset. Mm. So I grew up in Dorking. Then went to High Wycombe, which is pretty amazing. Marlow and Henley around there. Yeah. And then down to Dorset. What's your favourite? Oh, Dorset. Dorset. Yeah, mm. Dorking's beautiful. It's like seven hills of Rome. But there is a, there's a pollution of wealth. Mm. There's a harshness that comes into some people's lives when they don't know how to handle wealth. I think wealth is a really, really good thing, but if you don't know how to handle it. Yeah, absolutely. So you get to be Prime Minister now. What would be the first thing you would do if you were Prime Minister? I have massive faith in the British as a nation of shopkeepers. In other words, a nation of small business owners. I think small to medium enterprise owners are fast, they're like the mammals. When the dinosaurs were too slow to respond, the mammals saw their opportunity. And I think if we're going to have victory coming out of these very, very difficult times and rebuild the economy, it's up to people like you and me who have that edge and that hunger. Mm. And I think speed is a force. 
for business. Yeah. Here, here. What is your biggest frustration? SME owners. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> okay. Including me. The other side of the coin. Yeah. And when they're too busy focusing on the wrong things, they don't get back to people quickly enough. We live in a whole culture now that is conditioned by Amazon Prime. I did an order on Amazon a couple of days ago. The things came the next day. Some of it didn't. And it's kind of like, excuse me, if I'm paying 90 quid a year or whatever it is for Amazon Prime, I expect it the next day. Mm. I expect you to put a lasso around an albatross or something and fly it to me or get a drone. And that's an unrealistic expectation, but that's what people expect now. Speed yeah. is a force for business. Mm. So if you're an SME, pull it if you're a SME owner, um, be fast. Yeah. Be fast, be focused. There's nothing be more frustrating than a lack of response, is there? It's just like getting blood out of stone. I, and I do it to some of my clients, and I know that you get frustrated with me. And I'm saying on air here, <laughs> forgive me, I want to be a better business owner. <laughs> but it is high on my... It's like punctuality, isn't it? Just Yeah. You, you you were delayed today. You sent it me a was. message. That's it. That's all you need. Going to be a bit late. Is that okay? Yeah. It's good manners. Yes. Um, holidays. Where do you like to holiday? What's your favourite location? How specific would you like to get? Oh, I don't know. Be specific. Be really specific. There's a house called Penguin. Oh. P-E-N-G-W-Y-N. That's one of these sort of country cottage things. I've never been in such an amazing place in my Life. In fact, I would like to go there for my 60th birthday, which is rapidly approaching. It's in a lovely place called St. Nectan's Falls, which is utterly gorgeous, near Tintagel in Cornwall. Arr. This thing's got a bath in the top bit, the top bedroom. There's a bath overlooking the hills and treetops. And you sit in this bath with your glass of posh, whatever you want to drink, and feel like Lord or Lady Muck. Can anybody see you? No. They've done it so well. So it's, it's the, the, the vanity windows are modest, mm. where they could see you, and then you're looking down oh. onto the valley. So if they had a drone or something and they really wanted a nasty shot, I'm sure they could see you. <laughs> but it was a bubble bath. Wow. Sounds lovely. Do you see yourself there in 10 years' time, or do you see yourself somewhere different do in you know 10 that years' time? If I could live there for the, the twilight years of my life. <laughs> um, I would say that was a life that would be a reward that I would go for. But I really do fancy the whole Dr. Lex thing. I haven't got my PhD yet. Studying applied neuroscience at the moment. If I hand in my homework... You must. Oh, I must. <laughs> with King's College in London. All right, I just want to answer the phone and go, Dr. Lex, how can I hurt you? Help you. <laughs> And just be a massive publisher. So I'm a real big fan of Strategic Coach and Dan Sullivan. He's pumping out a book every three, every month, every season. Mm. So every three months, he's pumping out a small, easy to read, easy to apply, pithy business book. Mm. And I'd like to do that as well. Assuming that I can find something worthwhile to talk about. <laughs> My goodness. I think you've got loads to talk about. Yes. Loads. Thank you very much. Um, and lastly, what would you like to be remembered for? Heidi, can we say git on radio? You can. I've been a git. I really have. I've always wanted to okay. be a good boy, managed to be a git 
in some of my life, I'd like to get rid of the git. I'd like to be remembered as the man who changed, who became the cheerful leader. Oh, well, you're certainly that. Getting there, aren't we? Yes, Work you in are progress. certainly that. Work in progress. Okay. <sighs> so, That's Dorset that was Business Lexi News. Key, <laughs> dorsetbusinessnews.co.uk. Anything you would like to say, Lex? Thank you very much for listening. And um, I'm going to be hosting this for a little while. If you'd like to come on the programme, the 20 questions stay the same. So you've got plenty of time to think about them. No nasty surprises. So if you would like to just bring a bit of lightheartedness and help people get to know you. Heidi and I yes. had fun, haven't we? We've had good fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. Would you like to do it again? No. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Different 20 questions. No, I think you're good. I think we might have a new hostess as well. Oh, my goodness. Sandy wants to do it so we can rotate. Oh. So there we go. Amazing. <sighs> <laughs>